Hello friends and welcome to Lead Off Talk, a baseball podcast with myself, Caitlin of Crunch Time with Caitlin and Time of Possession and Gabe. First episode, we are recapping the MLB offseason. It's a long offseason, so, you know, why not? Episode one, recap it, uh, talk about acquisitions that we liked, um, obviously a lot of teams cutting salaries, so we'll talk about that. So, I hope you stick around, and I hope you enjoy. And we are live. Episode one of the new podcast, Lead Off Talk, with myself and Gabe. This is really Gabe's idea. So, Gabe, uh, let me ask you, why did you want to start your podcast? And why about baseball specifically? Well, I'll be honest. Oh. <laughs> well, um, I've always – I mean, I love talking Cleveland sports and just sports in general. And baseball being the top topic I like to talk about. And I don't know, it was like, what, five months ago, I jumped on Crunch Time with Caitlin with you, and we talked about uh, MLB like halfway through the season. And once that happened, the episode was supposed to be, what, 20 minutes? We ended up talking for like an hour and a half, it felt like. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is something I want to do. And a long time in the making, then – just I'm just excited and that's just something I've always wanted to do yeah I mean talking baseball it's it's kind of like unique because it's it's easy but it's also like this thing where you know it's either you love baseball and you love talking about baseball or like you just don't care about baseball you know what I mean like is that a exactly exactly it's it's like this weird like niche kind of market but it's also one of the things where it's like I don't know, like you and me, we've talked about baseball multiple times, not, you know, on, on my podcast, Crunch Time with Caitlin, but just in, you know, our video game parties. And it's just so easy to talk about, especially if you know, and if you're passionate about it, it's one of the easiest sports to, to really, you know, bullshit about. And, you know, hey, you know, another podcast for me. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you just, you're just on a roll lately. Hey, you, well, I mean, it's just one of those things where... <laughs> Uh, I enjoy it, number one. And number two, I enjoy talking with you. And I enjoy talking with Pat on time of possession. And I also have mine where I could just yell into the microphone about whatever I feel like. So that kind of helps too. But, you know, like I said, me and you, we're good buddies. And, uh, you know, we definitely have, like I talked about Pat, you know, we we definitely have the chemistry to, to pull something like this off. I mean, it's, like, who can, it's exactly. It's it's so easy, and I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you're you you finally joined the the podcasting ranks. So I'm excited. I am very thank you. I appreciate that. Very excited because I think you'll do a good job. Because it was I, I thank you. you did really well on your guest online, and it was like I said, it was a lot of fun to talk about. So like I said in the, exactly. uh, the intro, we're just gonna recap a lot of the moves from the major league off season because it just takes it is just the longest time ever and i mean it really is it takes oh it is from november like the beginning of november to march there's i mean march a few days ago jackie bradley jr just signed so i mean what october november december january february i mean six months of an off season where guys can sign or get traded at any point it's uh 
It's, yeah, and then when the season starts, it still happens. People yeah. get signed day one. It's, yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> um, so a few of the moves. I mean, we get we have a ton of you know moves to talk about. Um, I guess we should just kind of rip the bandaid off. The most notable one for you know Indians fans, Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco. <sighs> the Mets. I mean. We had to talk about it at some point, so let's just talk about it right now. Um, to the Mets for uh, Andres Jimenez, uh, Ahmad Rosario, and then two minor league guys, a, a pitcher and an outfielder. Um, yep. It was a long time in the making. Just just what are your overall thoughts on on the fit for, obviously, for Francisco Lindor to New York, but also, you know, the return of the guys that the, that the Indians got. So for the so for Lindor, I love Lindor. You know that I've always yeah. loved him. I I mean I'm I fanboy. I'm not gonna lie. Last season it was hard to watch him because you you could tell he was out of it. You know what I mean? I think most people could tell that. And then his comments after the year. I don't want to get into him too much, but that was kind of disappointing to hear. But going him going to New York is just what he needs. I think the way he plays, he's he could be like a king to them people and for the Mets. So I feel like it's exactly what he needed. What the Mets need, I think he gets his big contract he's looking for with the Mets. So, for the Mets' perspective, it's great. And they got Cookie. And Cookie is a guy I will always love for what he did for Cleveland and the, the, the charities around Cleveland, everything he's done. And then what the Indians got back, I like, I like it and hate it. So, I love Jimenez. I think he could be a solid piece. I like Rosario. If – it's what he plays. I think he could still be a star, actually, if he all the tools come together. He was a former top prospect. He just hasn't found it all yet. Who knows if he ever does. I still think there's a move to the outfield for him. I'm one of them people. Who knows if that ever, ever happens. And then the Indians got two top ten prospects for the Mets back. Uh, the green, Alfair, he was 10th uh, ranked. And that pitcher, Wolf, he was the 11th ranked. So, I mean, the only issue I have with the deal for the Indians is I think – most Indians fans can tell you what's our biggest issue the past three years. We've had nobody in the outfield consistently put up at bats ever since what Brantley left. Yeah, basically. And we do, and we still didn't get an outfielder back, and it sucks. I don't know why we continue to do it to ourselves, but that's my only issue with it. Just not getting an outfield bat. I think you need one, but overall, I'd give like a B for the Indians and some A for the Mets. They got who they wanted, and they really they gave up some pieces, but nothing that's gonna put them back at all so they did, it was a good trade both sides I'd say I mean it's just one of those things too where you know it's not going to hurt them because they have the pocketbooks to kind of you know go out and whatever they need to uh, to kind of fix uh, they don't really have to draft top prospects unlike the Indians or develop players to an extent if you can go out there and sign you know go trade for a Francisco Lindor and sign him I mean, the, they went out and I, I know they re-signed uh, uh, Marcus Stroman, um, but it, it's just like, you yep. know, the, the Mets, man, I mean, they're making moves, you know what I mean? And good for them. Oh, yeah. They're, they're one of those teams, though, where I just, I can't trust them and they'll be the Mets until they're the Mets, you know, kind of like the Browns is the Browns, <laughs> no, yeah. the Mets is the Mets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I agree. It's unfortunate. And, I mean, that division, too. I mean, you know, talking about some other 
you know, really good moves. I mean, the Braves, they re-sign uh, Ozuna. They go out and they get mm-hmm. uh, uh, Charlie Morton. I mean, that <laughs> they're still, I mean, they're still the best team on paper, I think, if, if oh, yeah. can, can come back healthy. So, and then, and then, you know, you have the Phillies re-signing JT Romuto, um, the Nationals yep. kind of retooling. They, they move Juan Soda to right field. They sign Kyle Schwarber. They go, they go trade for, um, for uh, Josh Bell. Um, they, uh, they sign John Lester too, as, to be like their fourth, fourth or fifth uh, starter. I mean, they're, they're a good team too. And, yeah. Like we and, then we and the Marlins them. made the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, and the Marlins made the playoffs. They go sign Adam Duvall for you know a two-year contract worth Nothing. like twelve million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Which is unfortunate because if you're an Indians fan, you just see that and you go, "Really, we couldn't." Oh, I wanted him so bad too. I mean, we'll we'll talk about the Indians, uh, you know, a little bit later. Yeah. Kind of more in depth, but it's just yeah, it's you know, it sucks that you know because. We had to trade. We had to trade Lindor. It sucks that it had yeah. it coming off of a year where he obviously didn't play well. Um, like you said, he had his comments of you know just a few days ago, talking about how he wasn't a hundred really putting in max effort, which is you know I think disappointing. Yeah, it's it's very disappointing. And the people who weren't as upset about it, I I just I didn't really understand that. He's your franchise player. You say you want to build around him. You, you'd pay him all this money, which I would have too if it if it was feasible. Um, right. I'm sure, it's feasible, but it's just like if you know under any other ownership, you, you would love to sign him. Um, mm-hmm. But he comes out after he's traded, and he, um, you know, he says he doesn't give the max effort, and people yeah. are defending him. It's like, well, look, the the Indians' ownership can be both. Slumlords who <laughs> like to cut corners, who, um, you know, just won't pony up the money, and you can expect better from your franchise player who you exactly want to give a 10 12 year contract to, like Fernando Tatis got uh, from the Padres. Which is, I mean, I mean, that's yeah, cool. that's I think that's the most disappointing thing. Yeah, as an Indians fan, I think the most the saddest thing, and I'm not gonna leave it too much, we're going into him, but I think before Lindor made his comments, I think the saddest thing was hearing like we trade Lindor, our franchise piece. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. a trendsetter shortstop, and then what a month later, Tatis Jr. signs a ten year contract to stay with his team because yeah. his team believes in him that much. Like that, yep. and then San Diego's. If you think about it, they're pretty small market too. Yeah, but baseball terms. Yeah, and and how they structure their contract is pretty brilliant. They they'll never have, um, they'll never have to pay any of their players thirty million. So yeah, uh, I think at most Manny Machado's make will make like twenty seven million, and then Tatis will get thirty. Uh, in their outfield, they I think it was, or in their infield, I mean, in total they've given seven hundred and eighty million dollars to their infield. From Eric oh, yeah. to Tatis and to Manny Machado. Yeah, it's in, yeah, it's insane. Like that's that's the sad thing with like this is goes for all the smart market teams. When yeah. you see teams trading other people away, but you look at like the San Diego being able to keep other people, it just it just it's frustrating for any fan base. You see that when your team doesn't do that shit back. 
Yeah, and then you have, you know, you have um, them continue to go out. Because, I mean, outside of the Mets getting Francisco Lindor and, you know, signing James McCann. Man, the Padres, man. Going out and just oh. grabbing every pitcher available, getting uh, Blake yeah. Snell, getting you Darvish. Both those teams, again, had to cut contracts because of the COVID stuff. I mean, Tampa Bay was going to do that anyway. Um, that's just what Tampa Bay does. Right. But Chicago having to, to cut money yeah. uh, was a little surprising. But, I mean, I guess if mm-hmm. – I mean, eventually they're going to have to pay Javi Baez – they're going to have to make a decision on Chris Bryant soon. They let Kyle Schwarber walk, um, even though they did sign Jack Peterson. But, man, the Padres. Yeah, they signed a worse version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they yeah. have but, – but the Padres going out and getting Blake Snell and Lee Darvish on top of their really, yeah. uh, really talented rotation. It's, it's insane what the Padres did. And also, an underrated signing the Padres made. They signed that second baseman from the Korean League. Who's 25? I think its name's Kim Hun Sun or something like that. I'm, I'm probably mispronounced that. But last year alone, I know it's the KBO, Korean League, but he batted in 138 games. He had 30 home runs, 109 RBIs, 23 steals, and a 306 average. Playing second base, they gave him, I think, a three or four year deal with 28 million. That's it's just insane the talent they added. He might not even start. That's how deep that team is. Yeah, and then they go out and they give Jerickson Profar a three-year deal worth twenty-one million. They still have Jake Cronensworth, who really came yeah. uh, very well last year for them. Um, you know they have Lament, who was like their ace last year. They have Chris Paddock still. <laughs> they, yeah, it's they it. go out. They go give they, Blake Snell, Hugh Darvis, and Joe Musgrove, or no, just uh, Musgrove went to the. Yeah. Did he go there? Musgrove. Oh, Joe. What a Joe. I think Joe did go there, didn't he? Yeah, I, I think he, I think he did because James Tallien went to the Yankees. Yeah, he went to the. Yeah, he went to the. Yeah, he went to the Padres because when they got him, everybody was like, "What about Clevenger?" And my like, Clevenger's not there this year. He's gonna yeah. be Tommy John. Yeah. So oh, yeah, it just it, uh, there Lucchese were t- that's even, part, Yeah, Lucchese was part of that deal. Who yeah. also went to the Mets? Yes. What a. Crazy it's insane thing. the talent. They. It's insane. And then you have this and a team in the same division, the Dodgers, who, let's be honest, didn't need to do anything to prove that their team was already nasty. And they went out and gave Trevor Bauer a huge contract yeah, the to biggest, be, what, the second or third starter in the rotation. It's insane. Yep, yeah, the biggest contract uh, uh, in Major League history for one year at $45 million. Yeah. And, still, and he still has outs after the first and second year, if you wanted to. A yeah. Your deal worth. Uh, what was it, 117? Was it like 117 million? I can't. Yeah, well, I'll define like that. it. But it's just something ridiculous. Like, he really got yeah, that it, much money. And uh, he, for, he did for exactly someone, what he thought he was going to do. Yep. And Trevor Bauer, again, it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, he, I don't, he he's only had two years where he's had a uh, ERA under 437, I believe. It was the one year with the Indians um, when he had that uh, yeah. breakout from uh, breakout performance. I think it was twenty eighteen. Was it twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen? I think it's yes, I believe so. And then last year when he won the Cy Young, which is it's just crazy that he got that. But he, I mean, he's uber talented. He is so good. 
and, he, and, and I don't know what you think about him, but I, I, I really like Trevor Bauer. I think what he does is, is good for the game. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, if you agree with him or don't agree with him, some of the topics he talks about, he brings an audience to the game no matter what. Like, it helps baseball. Baseball is the most unmarketable thing because they do it themselves. And then you have Trevor Bauer out here marketing their sport better than MLB does. Mm-hmm. It's just, he, it, he, like I said, whatever you think about him is what you think about him. But what he's doing is good for baseball. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. And then, you know, they still go out. They re-sign Justin Turner, which that, that'll be interesting yep. because he's, I think it was a three-year deal and or two- or three-year deal, and he's already 37 years old. So he'll be close to 40 once his – Yeah, ju- in his defense, he's gotten better. He gets the better he gets. Mm-hmm. So I think it's not that, that much of a – like, they're not that scared about it. But like you said, you, you're self-aware. Like, he's getting up there in age. But they're, they're so deep, though. They have guys, if he doesn't pan out, that's the thing about the Dodgers. They, they can eat a contract like that. If he doesn't pan out, they can eat it. Like, they're fine doing it, and they can find somebody else to play the third. Like, it just – yeah, two-year, 34 mil he got. <laughs> yeah, Justin Turner, yeah. I mean, it's crazy to even think that – I mean, and that's just, like, chump change for, for the Dodgers. Which is just hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole Indians payroll. <laughs> I mean, basically, basically, which is just, yeah. which is just sickening. It's so sad to to think about. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's we. I mean, we talk about the Indians, but man, think of, I mean, at least the Indians went out and kind of retooled. You know, they they re-signed Cesar Hernandez. They went and got Eddie Rosario, um. Like. AL double leader Cesar yes. Hernandez. Yes. Thank you. AL double. That's he would a little bit of backstory. Gabe would constantly remind all of us in our group chat that Hernandez was the uh, leader in doubles. Um, yep. But I mean, uh, not really, but but it's like at least we retool a little bit. At least we know the Indians will be competitive, unlike these two teams. Um, that I'm going to mention the Pirates. Good God, what are <laughs> they doing? I mean, you you get rid of Josh Bell, your All Star first baseman. You trade him to the uh, to the Nationals for for Will Crow, who's you know one of their you know one of their fairly decent pitching prospects. Um, if you play MLB the Show, he was one of their uh, prospect cards um, in their team affinity. And but then they go out they. They obviously, like we said, they traded Joe Musgrove to the uh, the Padres. They get Joey Lucchese back and then ship him to the Mets, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, James Tellian, who was, you know, one of their, you know, top level guys. um, they, they They ship him to New York. And it's just like, my goodness, if you're a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, uh, number one, I'm sorry. And number two, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's – yeah. Did you say Josh Bell too? Yeah, Josh Bell. Yeah, Josh Bell to, to the yeah, Nationals. Yeah, okay, yeah. The Nationals. Yeah, it's, an, it's insane that the Pirates – I don't understand the Pirates. Pir- yeah, I, I, I – like, I feel bad for Indians fans, and I think of the Pirates, and I'm like, oh, geez. It's I, – yeah, I don't know what's worse, the Pirates giving away everybody or the Rockies giving away their best player ever and That's... $15 million to get rid of them. That was I don't my, know what's more. Yeah, that was my number. That was the team I was going to bring up. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, just think if we sign 
Francisco Lindor long term, thinking that he was going to be with us forever. And then we just trade Good. him along with, you know, money to pay his contract for the next, you know, two and a half years. Oh, yeah, I, would, I would go insane if that ever happened. I just don't, I don't know I just, how. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I'm sorry. I didn't I don't know how you, I don't know how you do that to a fan base. No, I don't, you know, I just don't understand how you do that to a fan base and then look back at them and be like, we're still trying to compete with Trevor Story. Like, if I'm Trevor Story, I'm like asking to get out of there now. Because what, what do they have to give him now? You know what I mean? He's in a, he, like, I just don't understand it. The baseball world just makes me so upset when it comes to these teams. That do this to players. They do it to players. They do it to fan bases. I mean, Nolan Arenado is yep. the best third baseman in the game, and you signed him long term. I mean, it's not like he he didn't yep. force his way out. He didn't ask for a trade nope. from per all reports. They just mm-hmm. they just shipped him away and money. Like yeah. if you can't and pay money. him, if you can't pay him funds, so but why are you giving? Why are you – I don't understand that. I don't understand giving $51 million to the Cardinals to pay for Nolan Arenado. Yeah, and Why they you... didn't get a top five prospect back from that team. Yeah. Imagine giving up your best player, maybe your best player – like you said, the best third baseman, top ten player in baseball, I think you can easily say oh, yeah. top ten. Oh, yeah. Gave him up. Gave up $50 million. I think – I think we just overlooked that too much. Fifty million dollars. If the Indians did that, they'd give up twenty more than their payroll. Okay, they gave up fifty million dollars and didn't get a top five prospect back for a top ten player in the league, who's I believe what is he thirty or like twenty nine? Yeah, he's not old. He's not. Like old. I, oh, it just oh, okay. It just it's so frustrating to see the Rockies, Pirates, and the other team I'll mention who they do this every offseason. I put them in the loser category, even though it's not really because their fans are used to it too, but the Rays. Yeah. They traded Snell. They lose Morton. And then the only people they – and they did, they did have a lot of injuries last year, but the only people they added were Waka, who has a 5-15 ERA the last two years, and Chris Archer, who's been a shell of himself for three years since he's been traded. And who knows? Like I said, that's why it's like one of those things with the loser category for the Rays because they, they, they could turn Archer into an all-star again. Because that's what they do. So who knows? But I feel bad for those fan, that fan base too. Every year they're just shipping people away. But they're still winning. They're still finding a way to do it. But it's just – it's insane. Yeah, I just <laughs> – it just doesn't make any sense. And But at least you could you could make the argument with when – it, when it comes to the Rays and when it comes to the Indians, they're, they have some of the best front offices in the league – where you know they can develop the pitching, and if you have pitching, you can always win. And, I mean, it's crazy to think, you know, we're talking about the Pirates. I mean, they traded – I mean, they traded for Chris Archer from Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay got uh, Austin Meadows in that deal, and they got Tyler Glasnow in that deal. Yeah, and then they get Chris Archer back. They get Chris Archer back. Yeah, it just, <laughs> yeah, it, just they, makes, it just makes it yeah. wow, what an awful, awful deal. They fleece the pirates and then get the guy back. Yep, and and even it's if insane. Arthur's like, you know, a number four for them, like that's okay. If Walk is a number five, I mean, they still have, they still have really good fucking pitching, and it's um, yeah, they'll still find a way to win, but the Rays yeah. do. Yep, 
Yeah, yeah. It's insane. It's, and and, yeah. and talking about that division, um, you know, we, we talked about the Yankees a little bit, them signing uh, or them trading for uh, James Tallion. They go out and they get Corey Kluber, which I – I mean, for a one-year deal, you're the Yankees, why not? But, oof. Right. It's – Yeah. I mean, he's he, – He can't stay off. I He can't stay out of the uh, DL, so. Yeah. And he just seems like one of those guys where he's he fell victim to to Tito Francona using him too much over the those yep. you know handful of years, which you you don't blame him you know. But it was also one of those things where no, Kluber no. was was a late bloomer, in which when he made I think he made his major league late debut, he was like twenty seven, twenty eight years old. So when he was ended up winning the Cy Young, he was already thirty, which is why right. the Indians did get the best years of Kluber, obviously, and just for the fact of Kluber only pitched one inning for the Rangers last year, I mean, they won the trade. Even though Delano DeShields is awful, whatever you get yeah, uh, from Emilio, uh, <clears throat> Emmanuel Classe is just kind of uh, extra icing on the cake. Right. I am excited to see him. I will say that. I am excited to see him. If he's as electrifying as they say, he should be good, but it's kind of hard to judge a guy when you finally get him and he gets banned for 80 games. Yeah. Oof. Big oof. <laughs> um, yeah. But the Yankees, they did uh, re-sign DJ LeMahieu to a is it right here, six-year, $90 million. That seems a bit – I mean, I know $90 million is a lot, and I know he's like 30. No, that's – in baseball terms, that's a really good contract for the Yankees. Yeah. yeah. That's a good contract for the Yankees. All that to do does is – hit 320 with power and for second base who who can play all over second first he can literally play anywhere in the infield you want him to but yeah that's a that's a great contract for the Yankees in my opinion yeah 15 million for DJ LeMay yeah one of the best hitters in the game which is again it just shows go kind of going back to the Rockies you let DJ LeMay you walk um, because you think he can't hit outside of cores, and he goes to New York. Obviously, another really great hitter's ballpark, but he just uh, continues to excel and develop into one of the best hitters, just pure baseball hitter, uh, best pure hitters in baseball. Um, you know, you hundred percent, yeah, yeah. And then you have like like we said, Nolan Arenado. Obviously, David Dahl. You non-tender him. He goes to Texas. Um. Trevor stories mm-hmm. on the last year of his deal, which he you think he'd probably get traded at the deadline. Um, so it's mm-hmm. going to be like Charlie Blackman just kind of roaming around right field, I guess, for that Rockies team. Yeah, and they could they could get rid of him this year too. Yeah, yeah, it's oof. How the I don't want to say how the mighty have fallen, but that lineup that they once had that that lineup used to be deadly, and now it's just slowly falling apart. Yep, it is. Oof, like it's I said. <laughs> like it's bad I said, for baseball. It is really bad for baseball. And it's unfortunate for fans of a lot of these small, small market teams that have to deal with just the, the bullshit of baseball and their ownerships. Yep. Um, but the Blue Jays, man, you, you want to talk about somebody going the opposite direction? Yes. I love what the Blue Jays did. Ascending. Um, man, to get uh, George Springer. To, to Rome center field, you mm-hmm. get um, 
you lock up your bullpen with Yates. Yep. You, you continue to add a little bit more pitching. You go out and you get Marcus Simeon on a one-year deal. Um, yeah, that's great signing. Uh, yeah, just what are your thoughts? I'll, I'll let you kind of talk about that because it seems like you're 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 kind of anxious talking about the Blue Jays. Yeah, the Blue Jays. I mean, just they haven't like I brought um, George Springer as one of my my top like offseason signings this year. The Blue Jays haven't had a guy in the outfield like that in a, a long time. I feel like. And he can sit out there. He'll hit 25 to 30 home runs. He'll play great defense. Uh, and then Simeon come in, either wherever they put him, second or short, third. I don't know. I think, I think I've heard second or short so far. And uh, then, you, like you said, they lock up the bullpen. Rotation's looking better. And then Vlad Guerrero loses 40 pounds, and he still looks like he's got a wagon on him out there <laughs> with pure power. It's like – that team's gonna be so fun to watch, and they're all young, and they—it's just I'm excited to watch those guys. It's it's there's just a, like Bo Bichette is one of my favorite young players in the league. No matter if they keep him at keep him at short, they move him to second, or move him to third. No matter what they do, that lineup's gonna be nasty. Yeah, and you still have Biggio, wherever they yeah. want to play him, because he's basically—I mean—he's just a, a super utility play, uh, player. Mm-hmm. Um, who's there? Left fielder who's been hitting uh, Guriel. Uh, Guriel, but uh, the other one, uh, Teoscar Hernandez. Yes. Yep. You have him who could play either corner position, um, but really, you know, kind of locking up center field. I mean, trying to think who was the last really good center fielder they had, like Vernon Wells. But I, I don't feel like that's Vernon right. Wells. They had Pilar for three, like three years. Yeah, but he wasn't, wasn't that good of a hitter back then. He, he played good defense. That. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't that, that offensive threat like Vernon Wells was. Um, no, that's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it. Yeah, man, they they can. Yeah, they could surprise people too. Yeah, and they like I said, young team, and the only thing that sucks for them, not sucks for them, is they're in a really competitive division. Yeah, you have the Yankees, 100%. the 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 Rays are always the Rays. The Boston might have a down year this year. But they're going to be back soon, like they always are. They got money. It's, yeah. I mean, you know, and talking about Very Boston, good I mean, talking about Boston a little bit. I mean, they they went out and they they signed every utility player. I we joked about the other day. Um, they, yeah. you know, they they get their manager back in in Alex Cora, which I think is a huge factor for them. Uh, Chris Sale finally getting healthy. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez uh, finally healthy. So they, I mean, they're a team that that could potentially surprise people. Um, maybe not be a playoff yeah. team, but just be another really competitive team in that division. And obviously, unfortunately, you know, Baltimore—they just they are what they are. They're not good. They're in a middle of a rebuild. Yeah. But they trade Alex Cobb to the Angels, and they get uh, uh, Jemiah Jones. Yeah, Jemiah Jones. Was um, yeah, that was a really good trade for them. Yeah, and you know, kind of talk about the Angels. <laughs> They're just that one team that I, that I just don't understand. They they have Mike Trout yeah. and they're just wasting his years away, and it's just so sad. To yeah, see. they just can't get. I just don't understand. They just don't want to get a pitcher. They don't. They like or they overpay for a decent pitcher. Like it doesn't make sense to me what they it do does not make in that organization. Nope. Yeah. No, because this, they were the key team to go get Bauer, and they didn't do it. They weren't even like in the discussions. It seemed like. Yeah, which is weird because again, you bring him in, he's your ace, and you're you. I mean, you're willing to give Anthony Rendon a lot of money, who was a really good. You have Mike Trout. Yeah. 
I mean, they in years past, they went out. They signed Josh Hamilton. They signed C.J. Wilson to a crazy goddamn deal. They signed Albert Poole, also a uh, crazy deal. Who, who I mean, this will be his last year. Um, but, yeah, it's just – it is so – it's sad to see because Mike Trout is just one of the most universally liked athletes in sports. And yeah, and one of the best players of all time. Baseball. Of all time yeah. already. Yeah. And he's still only yeah. like 29. Yeah, he's, it's ridiculous. He wastes them. Yeah, wasting his years away. Because yeah. they just was- and, he's a, and he's loyal. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. All right. baseball. Yeah, baseball. <laughs> And I mean, they're 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 best players. I mean, they did go out. They got Jose Iglesias for, um, which who's a, a solid shortstop. They mm-hmm. go out. They I guess they expect uh, uh, Otani to be, you know, their number one guy. Um, I don't know how much you can trust him because he's he I mean he's been banged up, you know, with yeah, and wants that bomb. Yeah, as a two way player, so. Yeah. Um, I don't know how often you can count on him every fifth day to, to start for you. Right. Or sixth day or however they do that. But Jose Quintana and Alex Cobb, like, those are not good. Like, like uh, I, I believe his name's like Garrett Cunning. Like, I think he uh, he could yeah. develop into somebody somebody pretty solid, but, man. They don't have an ace. No, no. Yeah, and it's just not saying you need an ace. They don't have somebody close to an ace. Yeah, and it's just very – it's, again, it's very I, – I don't know how – I wouldn't trust Otani to be my ace. No. I, I, I yeah. couldn't – not in a vision with – No. With, you know, with uh, Houston, who – Yeah, ben. they lost Valdez, but they just signed Jacob Rizzi today. Um, they yeah, two-year deal. Uh, they – they signed back Jason uh, Castro to, mm-hmm. to catch. Um, I don't know. I don't think Verlander will be back this year. I don't know if he will. No, I'm pretty sure he's gone the whole season, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because it was pretty late when he got hurt in the year. So yeah. he's probably gone for the year. But you still have Zach Ranke. Um, they, they, I mean, Alex Bregman. You, uh, who's the DH? Um Oh, um, Jordan, oh, Jordan, uh, yeah, yeah, Jordan Alvarez. They still have him. They still have Altuve. I mean, as much as we don't like them, they're still a really good team with a winning pedigree. Um, so it's just, you know, Dusty Baker, I believe, is their manager still. So, yep. Um, you know, it's it's. I mean, you the, can't call the, them out ever. Yeah, the AL West still runs through Houston, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, they'll always be beating that drum. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and same with Oakland. You know, Oakland is just one of those teams where, like, they're they're always really good, even though they they tend yep. to lose players. They go out. They they traded Chris Davis um, to the Rangers for Elvis Andrews to to play short. Um, they signed. I did they sign Jed Lowry again for like the seventh time in his career? I feel like that was a yes. They did. He's a, a non a non roster invite. Um. Minor league deal. Yeah, I'm trying to look through the list because I saw – I did see the the A's. They did something. They gave they oh. gave a one-year deal, and they deferred it for like five years. They're the only team I've ever seen do that. Yeah, to Trevor Rosenthal, uh, Sergio Romo, and uh, Yasmero Petit. So they locked up their bullpen. Uh, they traded yeah. 
they traded for a, a bullpen. But I mean, they solidified their bow their bullpen, and they already have one of um, you know, they still have a really good starting rotation. They made the playoffs last year. So, yeah, the A's were really good at getting the best out of their guys. Yeah, I believe it's like them and the Indians. I think. I mean, the yeah, them, the Indians, and Rays. I would yeah. say the top. Yeah, not to circle back to the and not, sorry to keep interrupting, but yeah, to to uh, uh, to kind of not to keep circling back to the Indians, but they're just one of those teams that man, they get they get all their money uh, out of their players. It seems like yes. Um, did you have any uh, what was your worst signings this year? If you were to say or the most questionable signings trade, do you have any? Um. In your opinion? Man, so Boston trading Andrew Benatendi was just very strange. I, I didn't really understand it. And then, you know, they made mm-hmm. it, they traded him to the Royals. They The, the Red Sox uh, got uh, 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 Cordero and two players to be named from Kansas City. They got a minor league pitcher from the Mets. And then the Mets received uh, – Khalil Lee from a, a minor league outfielder from the uh, yeah, Royals. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just don't, I just don't understand that trade. If you're the Boston Red Sox, I just they just gave up on him too young. I feel like they just, I feel like he was a really good player. Yeah, because I feel like if you, if you think about, if you think about last year, it does seem like you have to give a lot of, I don't want to say excuses, but it does seem like the bad years from really good players were outliers. And oh, yeah. Andrew Benatendi getting hurt the first week of the year for the Red Sox and then basically missing the rest of the year. And then the Red Sox is giving up while they also, you know, they, they let, they you know, you trade Mookie Betts, you trade or, or you let Jackie Bradley go. Um, you would have thought that Andrew Benatendi would have, I mean, it it would be an obvious like, hey, just put him in left field. You have you DH uh, JD Martinez. Uh, you have Alex Verdugo in right or center field, and you just kind of keep on keeping mm-hmm. on if you're the Red Sox because he's still a, a fairly young player. But I just don't understand yeah. that trade. I mean, it's a great trade for the Royals, who who you know they went out and they oh, signed yeah. uh, Carlos Santana. They got Mike Miner. Um. But it just it just doesn't really make sense to me. Like if you're the Red Sox and yeah, yeah, nope. But like, would you like if you were if you're the Braves? Like, would you have given Ozuna a four year, sixty four million dollar contract with a club option for a fifth year? And and basically, say, say, again, I'm sorry. So would you have put? Would you have signed Ozuna to the contract the Braves did, like sixty four? million for four years potentially five years because like i would he's he's an ideal dh but now you got to put him in left yes. field obviously you have christian pache it's probably going to be their center fielder for a long time and then you have acuna and right mm-hmm. um so you could kind of deal with the the sus defense of ozuna but you know giving him a a large deal like would, would you have done that i i would and here's my reasoning like I said, I think I think the DH is coming to the NL. I think this year the only reason they go through is because the owners and players like to just argue about everything. They didn't want to come to an agreement because that's what they do. 
but it's coming. And I think the Braves think it is coming too. So if it comes next year, you put Ozuna out there for one year, you deal with the defense, then hopefully next year you move him to DH. I think that's the thinking for the Braves. And honestly, I, I don't blame him. That he rakes, and he hits good average now too. But he rakes. I would love to have him in left. I mean, I know the defense is bad, like you said. You have a guy like uh, Christian Pace or Posh, or how do yeah, you say Pache, his last name? Pache in center who can literally field anything. You can, you can, you can do that with Ozuna because he won't have to cover the gaps as much as you would think he needs to. And you can hide him out there and left, in my opinion. You know, I, 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 you know, I just thought of a kind of a really bad signing, but it's only a bad signing because they could have got him cheaper, which is a national signing Brad Hand for ten million dollars. They could have just, they could have just picked him up when the Indians put him on waivers for nine yeah. million or nine point yep. five million. But they gave him mm-hmm. ten million. I, I guess that's a little. Yep. It's a little silly if you're the Nationals. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I laughed when I heard that. My two, I had two questionable ones to me, and you already brought up the one, the Boston signing every utility man known to man, <laughs> not because it's bad. It's just what are they going to do with all of them? They got Marwin Gonzalez, Daniel Santanta, and Hernandez from the Dodgers. What are like? What are they all going to play? What, are you going to move them every day? Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Are they actually going to have a position this year? Like, it's, it's questionable because I think it's funny. And the other one, and this one, hear me out before I say it, because I'm not saying this guy's a bad player, but Simmons to the Twins. Okay. And it's not because I don't like Simmons. I like Simmons a lot. It's because you, you put don't Simmons like the Twins. Short. Yeah, I don't like the Twins. You're right. <laughs> you put Simmons that short, though. I'm guessing you, you move Polanco to second because you're not – Polanco, except for I – mean, I don't know how he played last year, to be honest with you. But he's, he's a pretty good ball player. I'm guessing you move him to second. And then your second baseman, Luis Arias, you put him to left is, is what I'm hearing. He's hit four career home runs. Like you lose the pop of Eddie Rosario and you put Luis. Like he hits good average, but I feel like you lost a lot of pop on that team. And their defense in the infield is better, a lot better. But I guess I just don't – I don't know. I, I feel like they, if they're going to go get somebody, go get some pop for the outfield to replace Eddie Rosario. Yeah, I mean – but maybe they're going for more average. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because they – the Twins have lost, what, eight or nine straight uh, postseason series? Um, yes. Which is – I mean, that's just crazy to even think about, especially in, like, today's day and age where, you know, they're, they're hitting home runs at an ungodly rate, yet mm-hmm. <laughs> when, it, when it comes down to it, I mean, they're just getting uh, – Man, they're they're getting locked up by uh, by good pitching in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> every time. Yeah, every time. But yeah, did, I mean, maybe, maybe it's. I mean, I don't know. Polanco at short, he was really bad. And when you have yeah, he was Miguel Sano at first, you you kind of have defensive rely <laughs> uh, reliabilities at at short and first base because Polanco's not the greatest defender, but at least you know Simmons, like, one of, if not the best, just defender shortstops uh, of all time, um, which is yeah, crazy to true. think about. But if you if you follow baseball, like, you know how good uh, Anderson Simmons is uh, defensively. So maybe he oh, can give yeah. you some runs um, yeah. just in general. But, yeah. Going out and signing a guy who's going to hit 260 but play really good defense when you lose Eddie Rosario, who 
to to a to a team in your your own division. Um, yeah. I, yeah, it's yeah. That's kind of when when I saw that I was like, huh, interesting. But it didn't it didn't make me nervous. Yeah. It didn't scare me. Like I said, it's not, a, it's not about Simmons. <laughs> I like Simmons. But yeah. Yeah, like I like Simmons. He's a good shortstop. I mean, he's probably, like you said, he's probably the best defensive shortstop in baseball. And he's, his hitting's gotten better. Like I said, it's just putting him at short and you just lose all the power and left that you had. Like Luis Rosario hits really good average, but he does not have that much pop. Like maybe they're going for more average this year. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Like it could be amazing signing. But it was just, it's questionable to me right now. That's all. No, yeah, I I can't disagree with that at all. Um, especially when the White Sox got better. I mean, they signed Adam Heaton, they signed uh, Liam Hendricks, they trade for Lance Lynn. Um, yeah. Those are significant uh, signings for a team that was really really good last year and is going to be really 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 fun. good. It's just also weird yeah. that they signed Tommy Larusa to be their manager. Like that's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Super Tim Beckman should love him. Yeah. Or not Tim Beckman. Yeah. What, Tim, Anderson. Tim Anderson. Tim Beckman. Tim, what, Tim Beckman what, was the shortstop for the Mariners. Course, uh, yeah, for the Mariners. And the Rays. Rays. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Tim yeah. Beckman. Gabe, what are you doing? Yeah. I love Tim Anderson. I can't believe I, I'm Tim. If you ever hear this podcast, I'm sorry for disrespecting you like that. Yeah, you know, we're, we're hey, you know, we're working out the 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 kinks when it comes to <laughs> the uh, you know. We're working through the yeah. rest for episode one. <laughs> um, Jeez. But, uh, I guess, so, we we briefly talked about the Indians, and this one, this will be our Indian segment to kind of wrap things up uh, when, it comes to, when it comes to them. Um, they trade Lindor, they trade Carrasco. They let guys like Tyler Naquin walk, which, ouch, my heart, it still hurts from that. They let... Um, Carlos Santana leaves. He signs within the division. But they did re-sign, like, like we said, Cesar Hernandez. They signed Eddie Rosario. Um, what, do you, what, are, what are your ex- expectations after this, you know, their kind of tumultuous offseason where, you know, they have to trade away their franchise guy and a fan favorite in Francisco <coughs> and uh, Carlos Carrasco? Yeah. I I hate to say it, Kay, but I, I still think we're going to be really good. I hate to say it because I hate to get pulled in, but the rotation is still there. I think the bullpen is exciting with Karen Check and Claus. Yeah, it's just called Class A. Class A, yeah. The bullpen, they brought back Perez, another veteran uh, left-hander in the bullpen who I think Cleveland fans love. Um. Perez lost a lot of weight behind the plate. He looks in better shape. Oh, it's just if, in my opinion, last year looking at the Indians, shortstop Lindor did not play good at all. Up to his standards, did not have a good year. Right? Mm-hmm. We had Oscar Mercado in center. Did not do. I mean, he didn't even play at the last what twenty games. It was Delano De Shields. I mean, you get replaced by Delano De Shields. You know, you didn't have a good year. Right. Um. And then Naylor didn't come alive until the pro- postseason, to be honest with you. He didn't do anything until the postseason. And I like Naylor, but he did nothing in the postseason. Um, the outfield was basically nothing the whole year. Um, the only guy who was – the only two guys who really did anything for the offense the whole year were Jose and Hernandez. 
So if you get anything back from in those positions, you add Rosario and left, brings a lot of pop. Ray, oh, sorry, I forgot about Reyes. Reyes had a good year. Reyes is still there. He still just does what he does being the DH. Naylor, if, I think he plays first. He, I think he has another – if he has a decent year, Mercado, get something from him or Zimmer, whoever plays that position, whoever gets the nod. And then if, in right field, I expect it to be Daniel Johnson and Luplo. And if those two can do what they do, or Ben Gamble could sneak in there too, depending on what Tito does. Um, I think they, I think they're gonna be good again. I think the pitching gets in there. I think the offense is just good enough again. Like it is every year. I, I, I hate to do it because I hate pulling myself in. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> but it's gonna happen again. I'm gonna get disappointed. But here I am talking it up. And then Nolan Jones could be up any time of the year if somebody plays bad. I'm just, oh, I'm so excited, and I shouldn't be. Oh, it's happening. It's happening again. I'm I'm excited for your for your excitement because I kind of I'm <laughs> I, I'm I, my thought process is kind of along the same lines where as long as you have some timely hitting I mean that offense last year was historically awful where you got nothing yeah. from center field you got nothing from catcher mm-hmm. you got nothing from first base basically I mean Santana was not good no um. So, you know, I wouldn't put my hopes in Jake Bowers at first base, but I'm pretty excited about the potential of, of Bobby Bradley being your first baseman at some point uh, yeah. this year. Same with Josh mm-hmm. Naylor, whether, whether he's in right field or, or first base. Um, Roberto Perez, if he could just go back to, you know, uh, 2019 Roberto, where he hit 25 home runs and plays gold glove defense. I mean, that's, that's all you can ask for that. I mean, even Austin Hedges, if right. – his career average is awful, but he does have power. So if you can yeah, just have he's, timely he's home little, runs. He's literally Perez. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. He's Perez, in my opinion. They're the same player. They don't hit for average, but they hit for power, and they play gold gold, uh, gold glove defense, Yep, both of them. Yep. And then you have, um, you know, you still have uh, Jose Ramirez, one of the best hitters in baseball. Um, it will be interesting yeah. to see how teams pitch to him going forward without the threat of Francisco Lindor. Um, you know, whether it's uh, Ramirez hitting, th- like last year, Ramirez hitting third or second and Lindor hitting, um, hit, you know, leading off. But right. it, it, is, it, it is interesting. I, yeah, yeah, I think, I think they're going to be really – they're going to be good and they're going to be competitive. And I guess in a year, I guess in a year, uh, in kind of in, in transition, um, it's all you can really hope for, I guess. Yeah. And I will add one more thing, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, okay. with, the, your podcast with, too. I, I know. <laughs> with, um, with how people pitch. So Ramirez, I think the second half of the season, you could make an argument that people will pitch in around Ramirez to get to Lindor. Yeah. And I hate to say it like that. So that's why I think it's that big of a deal anymore. Like whoever they put in my, my, what I think will happen, who knows? Tito sometimes does not think like I think. I think Ramirez bats third. And I think you put Reyes behind him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just like, I, Reyes is enough power threat that that could scare you too. Like I think they pitch Ramirez or they, they go to Reyes. I think it's the same thing like last year. Like, I don't know. I feel like teams were afraid, more afraid of Ramirez last year than they were Lindor. And I feel like that kind of ha- might happen again this year where Ramirez just needs to pick his spots, and he did. He swings at good pitches, and like he says, home run pitch, bro. He's got it. 
Yeah, hey, it'll be interesting how they kind of construct that lineup because you, Hernandez leading off seems like a lock. Ramirez hitting third and Reyes hitting fourth seems like a lock. I guess Eddie Rosario, Eddie Rosario hitting fifth seems like a lock too, but I wouldn't mind the idea of of um, Rosario hitting second potentially. I wouldn't mind yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, I think I when I put in my thing, I think I put Rosario at fifth. And then when a left or or second or fifth, and then when a lefty pitch, I think I put Luplo at second, batting second for a lefty. Yeah. But there's a lot of things. There's a lot of if there's a lot of weird spots. We don't really have a good. We don't really have not a good. I won't say good. We don't really have a true second hitter in the lab right now. Mm-hmm. Looking at it, anybody can emerge, but we don't really have that guy right now. Because the guy to hit second needs to, and I a guy that needs to at least put the ball in play consistently. Yeah. Which I mean, that could that could be a mod Rosario if they. If they find yeah. a place in the lineup for him, you know, whether it's at at short, mm-hmm. maybe it's in center field, maybe they trade him. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe Jimenez is is gonna be the guy. Man, having him hit second, that would seem like a that's a lot of pressure for a guy coming in, kind of taking over. Yeah, I mean, replacing thinking, Lindor, yeah, replacing Lindor at shortstop and hitting second in a lineup that's supposed to contend yeah. for the playoffs. That's Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um. But man, I mean, he lots from the highlights I've seen. Man, he he's he seems pretty good. You know. He seems yeah. pretty good. He reminds me of a. Uh, I hate to say it. He reminds me of a young Lindor. Yeah. Really just, good defense and the hitting coming. Yeah, and, and in reality, that's, yeah, that's all you could ask for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. It just sucks that like, God, we have awful ownership. That just refuses to pay to pay yeah. players. I mean, yeah. just kind of going back to like the offseason stuff. I mean, even Seattle, they're going out and they're signing James Paxton for one year, ten million, and, and Ken Giles. You know what I mean? Like Seattle's mm-hmm. continuing oh, yeah. and paying big money for for significant players for their team, and we're just kind of yep. left out in the dust. Yeah, that's that's why, in my opinion, there should be a salary cap floor in MLB, but that's for another day. Yeah, because that's that's definitely a topic that we'll get into at one point. Um, because yeah. it's, it's just so important, especially for just competitive, just the competitiveness of the league. Um, yes, 100%. And I wonder if you, I mean, and, you know, we see in this offseason where COVID affects, affected a lot of things. Um it opened up a lot of um it opened up a lot of like it opened up a lot of like trade scenarios like we saw with with the Rockies. I mean not to keep on harping on it, but the Rockies gave Ray Nolan Arenado and fifty million dollars because they couldn't afford to keep him. Yeah, <clears throat> they would never sit well with me that that was allowed and happened. Fifty-one million dollars for Nolan Arenado, or uh, along yeah. with Nolan Arenado. Yeah, along with like that's the big part. Like there, uh, some people think like, oh, they, yeah, they got fifty million for no, they gave the Cardinals fifty million to take Arenado. Like what the? F- that uh. the Cardinals already one of the most you know, I mean they're not a mid-market team; they're a large market team. I mean, St. Louis yeah. loves baseball. They're packed every single game. Yeah, they live off baseball there. 
Yeah. I mean, it's the only thing they really have. I mean, they do have the blues in hockey, but so they're just a diehard uh, baseball town. And I mean, they, they yep. gave Yadi Molina $9 million to come back. Yeah. Like, Yadi Molina is not worth the nine, he's not worth $9 million. Like, he's just not. But it's like, no. But of course, no. like, but for St. Louis, he is. Yeah, but for St. Louis, right. And it, no. and it's just said, I mean, we went through a lot of these deals. I mean, the Adam Duvalls, like we said, for twelve million for two years. I mean, if you if you if you if that if your favorite team is the Indians or you know a smaller market team, it is it's just gotta be a sad state of affairs that you know this happens. Yeah, that this happens exactly. That yeah, you know your favorite player on your team is only here until. You know, for sixty years, basically. Yeah. You're and you're used to it. And you're used to it. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're... It, it doesn't like it. Like Lindor got traded. It didn't like shock me, and that's sad. No. It's no. sad that it didn't shock me, but I was like, yeah, uh, that seems seems about right. No, because you knew after even I mean after the World Series, you were just counting down the 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 days until his last year of his contract, where it's like, all right, we got yep. you know, and unfortunately. You know, they probably could have got more last year. And I think if they knew what the situation was for, you know, with COVID and all that, they probably would have done a deal last year instead of, you know, kind of, you know, kind of waiting, trying to, you know, trying to have one more run um, and, you know, getting a halfway decent package in a, lackluster market basically because of what covid did to just baseball in general because it's, it just sucks yeah god that sucks but covid in my opinion was the excuse that small market teams needed yeah 1000 percent. and i don't 1, I, I, I don't i don't and it what 1, yeah yeah and it wasn't like it's and i'm not making an excuse covid was a real thing was a real thing but with that being out there it made an excuse for the small market teams to be like okay now we can start doing what we want to actually do because we have an excuse. Yep. And it's sad, but that's what happened in my opinion. And it gives the excuses for teams like the Indians and the Rays to say, hey, we have some of the best people in baseball running our front office and managing our teams where we don't need to allocate all these funds to put out a competitive team because we have, we have great people who can develop players into superstars and it's just like this yep. endless cycle of like you get a guy then you, you know you win some games with him you hopefully win a world series but if you don't then you actually end up you end up trading him because if you can't get a if he's really good he's not gonna sign an extension he's gonna just bet on himself you trade him you trade him for prospects you have those prospects develop and then it's this the endless cycle of small market baseball where you can't just have one guy and say, "Hey, this is our guy," and like, and like we just say with Nolan Arenado, because I mean, it's that's the most significant deal I think of this off season, because we knew Francisco Lindor was getting traded. I don't think anybody saw right. like Nolan Arenado, who just signed a seven eight year, uh, seven or eight year million dollar or seven eight yeah seven or eight year contract worth like close to three hundred million dollars, be traded one year into signing bid. Yep. 
It just it just sucks. Because that just, would be like the Brewers it's just signing or trading Christian Yelich. Like that's not gonna happen. No. Okay. Not at all. And it's and if it does happen, I'm calling average. But yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just a it's a, it's just a frustrating thing. Like I guess like we talked about, it's a sad state that baseball is in, in my opinion. And it's something that needs to get fixed. And I don't know how they're gonna do it, but it it's just it needs to happen, but that's just the life we live. I, I do have one more question. If you're the Reds, yep. was the Trevor Bauer deal worth it for you? Going out and getting um, him actually being really good to the point where you actually had to let him walk instead of re-signing him long-term? Like, was it worth that one post? What did time? they give up? Uh, well, they, I think it was for them because they excited their fans. And that's they, what they needed. And I think Go ahead. No, I was just trying to think what they gave up, but go ahead. They gave up Puig. They gave up Puig, Puig and... Was Logan Allen part of I think no, that was it, wasn't it? That might have... No, they... And they then they did, got... Uh, Tramel. Tramel was part of their... Uh... Oh, yeah. Then Tramel went to the... Yeah, the Padres, who ended up getting traded, and now he's with Seattle. Because he was yeah. part of the um, Austin Miller deal. And all those I players. think it was because Bauer brought excitement to that team. He did what he was supposed to do. They, I mean, honestly, they so realistically, they, they only gave up Tramel, right? Because Puig only lasted a year with us, and then he's not even in baseball as of right now. Um, yeah, I, I think another thing. Sorry that you brought the Reds. Another thing, another questionable signing, in my opinion, would be that the Reds never got a shortstop this year. Yeah, we, I don't know. We're just gonna pass over the fact they don't. They just decided not to think that was a position they needed. They're gonna. Go there with Kyle Farmer. I think is playing short for them. Like, okay, that makes sense. I guess, but yeah, yeah, because they don't want to move <sighs> Nick Senzel from center field because they're both both their corner outfielders are just bad and in, in Winker and and uh, Nick Castellanos, <laughs> which yeah. is weird because then they signed the the one guy from Korea. Was it Korea or Japan that they signed? Japan? Japan, I think it was uh, Akuma, whatever. Yeah, Akuma, they signed him Shark to. Uh, Four-year deal worth, you know, seven million dollars a year, and he—he's like not even their everyday player. Yeah. Which the is Reds, just, yeah. Which is just weird that it's weird that they haven't come calling uh, with the Indians about uh, Amad Rosario. That's what I would thought, and they would call the Indians about uh, Rosario, but I guess they haven't. I mean, they have corner outfielders, and the Indians need those. And yep, <laughs> the Indians have plenty of shortstops. <laughs> From the yeah, you thought like it was a match made in heaven. Yeah, I mean, you would think. I mean, the, all they had to do is is uh, cross the uh, the Goodyear uh, baseball complex and just switch off uh, unis right in the middle there. Yeah, I mean, it just it would right. make too much sense, in my opinion. For yeah, it makes like too much that. sense to work out. I mean, especially when you have, I mean, I don't know, Didi Gregorius signing back with the Phillies for on a two-year deal. Uh, Freddie Galvis, he left. Um, like you don't even went to Baltimore, him. right? Yeah, I believe so. And I think it was only like four. Yeah, million. on a one-year deal. Uh, yeah. Was it was Iglesias? Iglesias was was he there in Cincinnati? Ah, uh, he was. Was, um, he, was he, wasn't he part of the? I Eugenio think so. Was it wasn't Eugenio Suarez at, yeah. at one point? Yeah. I'm trying to remember, but yeah, them not getting a shortstop. Like, especially with all those guys who were 
former players in their organization available. Yeah. That were available. Makes no, yeah. Yeah, baseball. Any sense. yeah, baseball. Exactly. I wish I could be an owner for like two, like a, a GM for two years, just like to show everybody what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's funny because we all sit here, and that that's why I think baseball is is so much fun to talk about. Where, you know, I mean we we could play armchair GM for every single team, and go. Yeah. You could sign this, and you could even penny pinch. You know what I mean? Like you could sign this guy. Just look mm-hmm. at the, the free agent list that. You know, we went through. I mean, you're telling me that you would that you wouldn't sign Adam Duvall for five million dollars? Like, of course, yeah. every team every team would. <laughs> why were why yeah. were teams offering you would five think. million? How was Jack Peterson getting more than Adam Duvall? And Adam Duvall's uh, the same type of power hitter who can play multiple and positions in your outfield. Gold glove defense. Yeah, and in in your corner infields, if need be. It just makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just funny. I think uh, it just. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I think is that it? Is that it for episode one? That's about it. Yeah, I think, I think we covered everything. Wow. Yeah, we've been we won about an hour. <laughs> uh, well. Yeah. I, seems makes sense. <laughs> what's uh, what, good good episode one? You think? There, Gabe. Oh, I think it was yeah, fantastic, and I appreciate everybody coming on and listening to us, and we're gonna c- continue this for months and years hopefully just stick around with us it's gonna get better oh hell yeah absolutely so gabe do you want to shout out your twitter yep uh it is yanez gabe y-a-n-e-z-g-a-b-e one three you could you know yell indian if you disagree with his indians takes uh send all your hate that way because i don't i don't need to deal with it yeah Um, unless your name's Lashawn. keep your comments to yourself (laughs) <laughs> uh it's funny because he felt <laughs> i don't know if you listened to um episode one of time of possession with, with me and pet we both called out LaShawn too <laughs> in our <Good>. first episode <laughs> which is hilarious Good, i'm getting a little tired of him on twitter uh, you know he's he's just being silly he is what he is yep and then it you can, is what it is. You can follow me on Twitter at Caitlin Nosele. That is Caitlin K A T E L A N Nose K N O W S C L E. Stay tuned for episode two of Lead Off Talk. Uh, it'll be probably mm, a couple days after uh, we post this one. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about the Mickey Calloway situation, um, but you know. We, we didn't want to kind of talk about it all in, in one episode because we kind of felt like it deserved its own episode. So, you know, episode two, we'll talk more about that. Um, you could also, I also have two other podcasts, Crunch Time with Caitlin and Time of Possession, which is more general sports talk with Pat, the letter and shaker from the Possession Arrow, a college basketball podcast. So lots of podcasts to listen to. So you're never bored. So, yes. Episode one (laughs) is in the books.